Thank you all for making Lockdown Spartans your first listen every single day here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, free and available where you find folks get your podcast. Also, today's episode is brought to you by NetSuite. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Head to netsuite.com slash NCAA for special end of your financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. All right, guys, on today's episode, just more awards for Kenneth Walker. MSU lands a major, major get in the transfer portal. Yes, we've got a basketball game on Saturday we have to talk about. And then we speak with the CEO and president of the Peach Bowl. <laughs> Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and happy Friday, you wonderful, wonderful Spartan fans. How on earth are you doing as we head into the weekend? I'm doing just fine. I'm doing just peachy, if you will. And yes, that is a pun directed towards uh, the excitement for the Peach Bowl here. Um, Because, what am I going to do? Just not lay out a horrible pun like that to start the show? Anyway, let's start the show with some housekeeping, guys. Uh, I just want to make sure to politely ask you to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Yes, this is Locked on Spartans. And first and foremost, I just want to thank you for making Locked on Spartans your first listen every single day. And if you ever want to reach out with a question, comment, uh, a great molasses cookie recipe for the holiday season, still waiting for those, uh, LockedOnSpartans at gmail.com is the place to find me. All right, busy show today. Of course, every show is a busy one these days. So let's just get right into it. Kenneth Walker, that's right. The man, the myth, the legend, Kenneth Walker, the player probably most responsible for this 10-2 season for Michigan State, brought home two much-deserved awards to East Lansing as he is the first Michigan State player to win the Doak Walker Running Back of the Year Award. That's right, to go along with his Big Ten Running Back of the Year Award. But of course, Doak Walker won his national and also the Walter Camp National Player of the Year that covers all positions. Yes, for both of those awards, he is the first Spartan to bring those home. So massive, massive ups to Kenneth. Uh, there was an awesome video uh, floating around Twitter, tweeted by Michigan State Football of Kenneth getting the news delivered to him that he did win both these awards and speaks to who he is. I mean, he really seemed like he was the the, the guy that wanted to be out of that room the, the most out of anyone, didn't really... Uh, like the spotlight all too much. So yeah, that's just Kenneth though, you know, guy just does his work, does it quietly and well, makes a uh, loud impacts on the field. So it's awesome. No doubt about it. And of course, Hey, what's behind me? Oh, it's the giant elephant in the room. Yeah. Uh, if you're wondering if I'm still upset and, uh, irrationally emotional and angry about the Heisman thing. Yep. I am a hundred percent. But uh, with that said, I, I, do remember two days ago when he got snubbed for being a finalist that I was outlandish and I said that uh, people that didn't have him on their ballots should be sent to jail. And after having a few days to think about it and, you know, gather my thoughts and emotions, I'm actually going to double down on that. Uh, it's, it's criminal that he is not going to New York for the Heisman Trophy ceremony. And actually at the end of this uh, award show... ESPN listed uh, the Heisman ballots, the, the, the vote count for guys 10 through 5, and it ended up uh, Kenneth Walker was actually 6th on the ballots. Uh, Alabama all-star linebacker, who was another major snub for New York City, he got 5th. 
So that is where Kenneth stuck in the pecking order of the Heisman voters. Um, it is still an absolute travesty and really just takes all, I mean, uh, legitimacy away from the Heisman Trophy. Uh, and this is what they've done this year. Michigan State's Kenneth Walker. Yes, he is the Walter Camp National Player of the Year. Only two times this whole millennium has the winner of that award finished outside the top two in Heisman voting. It happened in 2009 when Colt McCoy, who won the Walter Camp Player of the Year, he got third place, and running back Larry Johnson back in 2002 won the Walter Camp Player of the Year, still finished third in Heisman voting. So, yeah, if you're going to win this award, this prestigious award, more times than not, I mean, you're going to be in the top two of Heisman voting. If not, you're definitely going to be a finalist. So, great job, voting media. You guys are awesome. Really hard work. I know it's super hard to... You know, just keep at least one finger on the pulse of the sport you're covering and making sure that you make easy decisions. But I, hey, <laughs> who, who am I to put in, put that unnecessary pressure on you guys? So, all right, we're going to turn it back around to uh, being happy about this for Kenneth. Uh, no doubt about it. So, great way to end the season for him. Um, I'd imagine he will be playing in the Peach Bowl. He has not said otherwise. And, of course, uh, at the press conferences earlier this week, when Michigan State found out they were in the Peach Bowl. I think it was both Mel Tucker and also, uh, I think Xavier Henderson was the player to speak. Uh, if not, Peyton Thorne said that they don't know of anyone that's going to be skipping the Peach Bowl. So hopefully it's one last hurrah for Kenneth Walker. Or, hey, I wouldn't say no to him coming back next season, but I know it's probably not reality with especially how short of a shelf life running backs have in the NFL uh, these days. So we're not done talking about football just yet, though. Oh, no, uh, because Mel Tucker ain't done getting big fish out of the transfer portal this week. Yes, we touched on him a little bit yesterday, but let's touch on him a little bit more. I'm talking about linebacker transfer from Mississippi State, Aaron Brule. That's right, Brule. Make sure you put that stank on that last name, Brule. Um, I said yesterday that uh, Matt Miller, he is a NFL draft guru expert, had Brule in uh, a second-round projection this year. I misspoke. He had that before this season started. So heading into this season, that is where Matt Miller had Brule. However, yes, he did have an off year. So he's in the portal. He's looking for a new home, get a, a new, refreshed sense of just being a mean linebacker. And, well, hey, come on up to East Lansing and do that here. Uh, I was going to say, we got room for you, but actually... Whoa, wow. It's a pretty packed linebacker room all of a sudden, as you have. Well, okay, of course you got Jacoby Windman, the other transfer from UNLV, who was top 15 in the nation in tackles last season. You also have Quaveris Crouch. You have Cal Halliday. You have Noah Harvey. You have Ma'a Naoteote Ote. Those are six guys right there that are vying for some starting playing time. And, well, in MSU system, you only have two linebackers. So something's going to give here. It's either... Scheme's going to change up a little bit. It's going to be a departure on the team. Or, uh, you oh boy, you're going to have a, a really, really, really stiff competition for those two linebacker spots. And it's crazy because, you know, Quavo and Cal, they did fine this year. I thought they did pretty good. I mean, Cal Halliday, he was named to the Athletics All-American freshman team. It's crazy to think that, like, uh, is he really going to get jumped year two after being named to an All-American team? But, yeah, that's Kind of also what we've learned here in, in the short time Mel Tucker's been here. Like, just because you've been a starter, just because you kind of think you have a role etched in stone, 
Ah, uh, 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 no, sir. No, that can be taken from you uh, whenever. So, yeah, it's <laughs> the survival of the fittest here at Michigan State. And welcome Aaron Brule to that linebacker competition. Uh, so, yeah, like we said, uh, came into this season with really high expectations. He was actually one of the uh, players that Mike Leach brought to SEC Media Day. So, I mean, obviously a, a good team guy, good locker room guy. I mean, good guy that you want as a face of your defense and program. But didn't work out in Starkville this year. So somewhere in there is a very talented player in that 6'1", 220-pound body of Aaron Brule. And, hey, come on up to East Lansing. I mean, if, if you want to give it a go here and see if, if you could find something, uh, yeah, Whew. That, 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 that works for me as well. So, yeah, I, I got high hopes with Brule as well. And like we said yesterday, I'll bring his name up once again this week, Chris Boggle, the linebacker slash defensive end out of Florida, still up in the air. I believe he is visiting Kentucky this week. So we'll see what shakes out from there on the Chris Boggle front. But, yeah, hey, not a bad uh, start to the transfer portal season before really the season's even over. I mean, there's still a game to be played. But that hasn't stopped Mel Tucker from absolutely making hay in the transfer portal with Jalen Berger, Jacoby Winman, Aaron Brule. So coming in hot, hot to transfer portal season once again. So, hey, there you go. Tuck coming, baby. Let's go. Uh, we will be switching up and talking about basketball in a hot second. That's right. But first need to talk to you fine folks about On Location. Let's talk about kicking things up a notch for the big game, the grand stage. Of course, I'm talking about the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 56 at SoFi Stadium is less than 100 days away, and on location, the official hospitality partner of the NFL is the only place to score a once-in-a-lifetime Super Bowl ticket and experience package to the big game. You select your exact seats and choose from elite experiences featuring an exclusive pregame celebration with college stars turned NFL legends Troy Aikman, Marcus Allen, Tim Brown, Akbar, Baja Bialmila. Thank you, Adam Hutchinson, for sending that pronunciation guide. I know I just botched it again, but thank you so much for catching that yesterday when I butchered uh, Mr. Akbar. I won't try it again. Uh, his name. And more players. All right, plus accommodations at five-star LA hotels and food by the great Wolf Gain Puck. Visit onlocationexp.com slash SB56 for more information or search Super Bowl on location. That's onlocationexp.com slash SB56 or search Super Bowl on location. I also need to talk to you fine folks about NetSuite. That's right, this is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, championship is yours. But on your backswing, oh no, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you're running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software? Well, to see that full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite, the number one cloud financial system to power your growth with visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more. NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can also automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of the competition. 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. So join the 27,000 businesses already using NetSuite. And right now through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. Head to netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. That's netsuite.com 
slash locked on NCAA. And before getting into this weekend's Penn State game, I just want to thank you for making Locked On Spartans your first listen every single day here in the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, guys. Uh, Penn State, Nittany Lions, Michigan State, Spartans, Breslin Center at 2 p.m. this Saturday. Uh, plenty of tickets still available on, you know, StubHub, Vivid Seats, uh, SeatGeek, whatever you use for your tickets, or I'm sure the ticket office has a, a few to give to you as well. Um, but yeah, so Penn State, uh, you don't necessarily think basketball when you hear Penn State Nittany Lions, uh, and it's kind of another season like that as well, as they are ranked 107th in the net rankings right now. So let's uh, learn about uh, just a little bit about Penn State Nittany Lions. They're 5-4 and four on the season. They have started off Big Ten play 0-1 with a loss to Ohio State, and the Grand scheme of things, 5-4, and four, okay, all their five wins came against teams you'd expect them to beat, like Youngstown State, St. Francis, Cornell, Oregon State, and Wagner. Uh, most of the losses are losses that you could expect to, like uh, LSU. Uh, they lost to Miami. They lost to Ohio State. And then a little bit of a head-scratcher at the second game of the season, uh, losing by like a 1,000 points, keep in mind, to UMass, a very average A-10 team, but... I digress. Hey, that's uh, Penn State shooty hoops for you. So, listen, they don't do anything extraordinarily well on the season. Uh, they're 111th in offensive efficiency, and from behind the arc, they shoot 33.9%. That's okay. Average, it's fine, it's meh. So, a little bit more about their offense. Uh, they shoot 73.8% from the free throw stripe. That's decent. That's decent. However, what's not decent is they only attempt 14.4 free throws per game. It's really not that good. Uh, so, yeah, they're they're fine. Decent at best on offense. Uh, their turnover percent rate is 20.8%. That's not decent. I'll tell you that. That is actually 276th in the nation. Could you imagine watching a team turn it over that much? Oh, I actually quite literally can, because for context, Michigan State's doing a little bit worse than Penn State in that category themselves. Uh, Michigan State turns the ball over 21.1% of their possessions. That is 287th in the nation. Yikes. Uh, But what's going to be nice for Michigan State here, as we transition to talking about defense here, Penn State turns opponents over just 14% of the time. That is worse than the Big Ten, and that ranks a cool 340th in the nation. So, yes, Michigan State, big turnover problems. Penn State's defense, big problems at causing turnovers. So, that could be a nice little game within the game there. What's going to happen? Is Michigan State finally going to have a good day where they, well, keep control of the ball? Which, I got to say, all things considered, did a pretty good job at against Minnesota. Or is it Penn State finally going to well, meet a team that likes to cough up the ball as much as they do on offense? And you start to see that 14% turnover rate climb a little up. So nice little uh, game within the game to watch there. Um, as for you know shooting defense for Penn State, they're, they're middle in the pack in the nation for field goal percentage. Um, nothing too special there. So about the roster. Now there are going to be some names that uh, are gone. Luckily, like uh, Myron Jones, 
He is out of there. He went to the transfer portal, gone. Jamari Wheeler, if you remember his name, he is at Ohio State now. And John Harar did dip into the transfer portal. I was very excited. I was really hoping he would uh, leave the Big Ten after hanging up 17 points and 14 rebounds in last year's close game. <gasps> but no, he just decided to go back to Penn State. So he is uh, going to be playing as well. Uh, Penn State, for the most part, they go eight deep. No, this isn't as fun as Minnesota, who just pretty much only play their starters. Like, no, Penn State likes to dip into the bench a little bit. And they have four guys averaging double figures on the season. Let's start with Mr. Harar. That's right, the six foot nine forward. Uh, he's averaging a cool 11 points and 10 boards a game on a smoking hot 72% shooting from the field. Uh, their leading score, Seth Lundy, six foot six forward. Low 30% shooter from behind the arc, but still leads the team with, like I said, a little over 14 points per game. Now, a fun player here, and this could be another key to the game here, is how Jalen Pickett is going to do. You don't really seem, I mean, you don't, you don't really expect much out of him. Like, he, you look at his stats, and he averages 11 points per game on the season. But this guy either has a great game, or he just has a stinker. Like, yeah, he averages 11 points per game, but he's either scoring, like, 19 points, or he is scoring four points on nine shots. Uh, two games ago against Ohio State, he had his best game of the season. He had 23 points against the Buckeyes. So, uh, hopefully, it's a little bit of a yo-yo action. He does good one Big Ten game, does bad in the next Big Ten game, hopefully, at Breslin Center this Saturday. So, yeah, the Jalen Pickett, the six foot four guard, Fascinating player. Fascinating player. Uh, we'll, we'll see what we can expect out of him. And last but not least, uh, rounding out the starting lineup, there are two six-foot guards. Um, Sam Sessoms is the top guy. 48% shooter from three-point land on the season. However, only takes 2.83 per game. That's not really a lot. And as a whole in his career, he's not really known as that dynamite of a shooter. Mid to high 30s, sure, but like 48%? Woo! Tough to sustain. Uh, and then Jaheim Cornwell, six-foot guard. He's just here to have a good time, I think. I, I didn't find any... Okay, I'm going to knock on wood before I jinx ourselves into a 19-point performance from him. But no, I didn't see anything too inspiring when I was researching Penn State. Um, Mr. Cornwell, which I'm sure will make me eat my words on Saturday. So, yeah, that's the, uh, the, the long and short of the Penn State basketball nittany line so hopefully that gets you a little more prepared for saturday's game at 2 p.m hopefully michigan state starts big 10 with a 2-0 record uh yeah let's just get it popping baby and also let's uh let, let's have a good time and talk to peach bull ceo and president gary stoken but first before we get there need to talk to you fine folks about built bar that's right guys built bar the holiday season's here and so is built bar season Grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, or better yet, who are we kidding, even better than a candy bar. Filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, but low in calories, low in sugar, low in net carbs, low in fat, and high in protein. You get the best of both worlds, delicious and healthy all in one bar. So many great flavors to choose from, like are you going to go with raspberry or mint brownie? You're going to go with cherry? You're going to go with double chocolate? Or are you going to go with cookies and cream? Or peanut butter brownie? Or... Keep it tuned to Built.com for their Agnog Built Bar Drop. That is going to fly off the website. Whew, that's going to be a good one. Uh, are you friends with Santa by any chance? Well, tell Santa to throw a few Built Bars in those stockings. Or if you want to be so in secret, Santa, 
go ahead and slip some Bilt Bars in their stockings. And that's right. You talk about the ultimate stocking stuffer. It's going to stuff their stocking with just great taste, low calories, high protein, and a promise of a good day whenever they have a Bilt Bar. That's right. That's a Shein guarantee. You're going to have a good day when you have a Bilt Bar. Um, you like those marshmallowy treats around the holidays. Well, you need to get your hand on Bilt Bar Puffs. Light, fluffy, marshmallowy, through and through. Different flavors, all covered in chocolate. They taste so good, you won't believe they're filled with protein. So go to Bilt.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. One more time, guys. Bilt.com, promo code LOCKED15, and that'll get you 15% off your order. Go get yourself some Bilt Bars. Super, super pumped to have the one, the only Peach Bowl CEO and president. Yes, we are talking about Gary Stoken. Oh, man, calling in from Atlanta. This is a big one. Gary, how on earth are you doing? You you guys doing okay down there, staying busy? We're doing tremendous. We just, uh, after the news on Sunday, where we uh, had the anticipation of Christmas, opening our presents to see uh, who we had the luxury of hosting with Michigan State and Pitt. We uh, hosted both Michigan State and Pitt uh, staffs uh, Monday and Tuesday in Atlanta and uh, did a Zoom call with them. And uh, so we're we're off and running in pre- preparation for the uh, 54th Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl. Love it. And actually, yeah, this is kind of where I wanted to get started is that whole selection process. Now, how does this matchup get made? Like, do you guys have any say whatsoever or is it truly entirely on, on the college football playoff committee? Yeah, it's interesting. This year was a little different uh, for the selection CFP selection committee in that they placed the first four teams, and then because the uh, the uh, Sugar Bowl and the Rose Bowl have contracts with their conferences, uh, they let the conference. Uh, I'm sorry, the committees of those two bowls, Sugar and Rose, pick their teams based on their conference contracts with the Rose, with the Pac-12, and the Big Ten and the SEC and the Big 12 with the Sugar Bowl. Then it went back to the committee, and they looked at the at-large teams uh, that were left after uh, the first four and the Rose and the Sugar pick, and they uh, put together the matchup. So I I often tell people, you know, this is my 24th year, and for about, uh, I guess it was 17 or 18 of them, I would be responsible for making the selection and would go back to my own internal committee um, and use much much like the analytics they use now, but not as not as diverse and not as intricate. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, our first year in the CFP, I think 2015, I called Bill Hancock on Saturday. I said, Bill, so you're going to tell me who we have, right? You're going to call me before? And he said, Gary? <laughs> He said, you will find out when the rest of America finds out. Wow. So, Man. in other words, we have no say whatsoever. Um, but uh, being a part of the New Year's Six has been fantastic for us. We're able to host teams from, you know, like Washington, uh, when we had the semifinal, uh, TCU, Michigan State, Michigan. So, uh, uh, unlike just ACC and SEC that we used to have under contract, now we're seeing teams from all over the country come in. So. It's, uh, it's kind of cool to be a part of that. Next year, we'll host the, uh, the semifinal game with number one against four or two against three. 
And kind of go along with that, you know, it used to be, of course, an ACC-SEC-affiliated bowl game, but now it's at large, and everything's kind of different now these days. So with that said, like, MSU is going to be the only the second Big Ten school to come down to the Peach Bowl since 2001. What's different about teams or fans from Big Ten country in your exposure as opposed to, like, anywhere else in the nation? If if you want to talk nice well, we about had- us or mean about us, we can take it too, yeah. Yeah, we had Michigan a couple of years ago against Florida. Uh, when Michigan was number seven, they played Florida number 10. Um, so, you know, what what I found in my travels throughout the years is that there's such a passion for uh, football in the Big Ten that, uh, you know, it permeates um, every facet of the fall and, and winter uh, for Big Ten fans. So, uh, and and ironically enough, we have, a tremendous amount of um, Big Ten fans, Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, uh, living in Metro Atlanta as well. So yeah. um, we're we're a big melting pot in Atlanta, and um, so yeah, we see a lot of uh, a lot of Big Ten uh, logos floating around on Saturday when they're going to bars and restaurants to go see their Big Ten teams play. And Michigan State has, I mean, you know, I'm going to be biased here, an incredible fan base that travels pretty well. And obviously, of course, there's the game itself going on. But what else can traveling fans look forward to just around the time of the Peach Bowl? Well, it's a great time to come to Atlanta. There's, you know, obviously after Christmas sales, we've got a lot of a lot of stores uh, here. You know, it's a big city and a lot of uh, a lot of great restaurants and a lot of great bars to uh, to go to, and then. From an attraction side, we've got the world's largest aquarium um, that's in walking distance from 13,000 hotels that we have downtown alone. Uh, the World of Coke is a great place to go see. Uh, we've got the, you know, the huge uh, Ferris wheel downtown around Centennial Olympic Park, the Civil and Human Rights Center, CNN Center. Uh, and then the most important thing for people to do is come see the College Football Hall of Fame which is a tremendous immersive experience of and not only Michigan State, uh, but of college football in general. So, uh, And then before our game, we'll have our Fan Fest, which will draw you know, probably upwards of 35,000 people in the Georgia World Congress Center with all kind of games and activities and panels. And, you know, there'll be, you know, games on um, uh, as well during the day. Because we're at uh, seven o'clock prime time, uh, unopposed TV slot on Thursday yeah. night, the thirtieth, uh, and then we'll have our team walks. That uh, the teams will walk through the fans in the Home Depot backyard, right into Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and then we'll kick off probably around seven oh six, somewhere around there. Good deal, and. Also, I mean, it's, it goes without saying that Mercedes-Benz Stadium is one of the most beautiful stadiums in the country, uh, just from, you know, the exterior, interior. But the thing I'm obsessed about is that concession prices are beyond reasonable. Like, I think you get a burger for, like, five bucks. Large beers are, like, seven fifty. So, like, it's a very fan-oriented stadium. What else makes Mercedes-Benz Stadium different, in, in your opinion, as opposed to well, any you're right. stadium Mercedes- you would see? Give Arthur Blank all the credit in the world. He's, uh, you know, what you pay at for Chick-fil-A in Detroit or Lansing, you're going to pay the same price here in Atlanta at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Um, so that's number one. Number two, the Halo board is a unique experience. It adds to the experience of watching the game rather than detracting from it. Um, 
Number three is the sight lines are tremendous. There's great sight lines. And, um, you know, the, the whole experience, you know, if you're in the clubs, you can walk right out on the field and be, you know, 10, 15 feet away from the teams on the benches. So um, there, there's so many great things, you know, about the experience there. It's in close walking distance of a lot of the hotels. Um, and, you know, I, I just think it's, I think it's, I haven't been in all of them. I haven't been in LA's and Las Vegas's new stadiums, but up until then I've been in them all. And I think it's the best stadium in the, in the country. And just from, you know, a personal question, but you've held this position since 1998. What's your favorite part of the Peach Bowl year after year? I mean, super broad question. I'm sure there's a lot to answer, but if you can narrow it down to one, what would it be? Well, from a personal experience, I, I always take, um, uh, you know, COVID's been a little bit different, but normally I sure. take two credentials and, and or two uh, tickets. And I walk up to the top of the stadium and I see a son and his father and I give them credentials to get down on the field, which they've never been able to do. Or I give them my tickets, which are really good tickets to the game, uh, so they can move from upstairs downstairs. So to see the dad and the son's face when you do that is, uh, to me, very rewarding. Um, probably in general, what I enjoy most is, um, you know, we were the first bowl um, established to uh, for charity purposes. Most bowls, the rose, the sugar, the orange, the cotton, they were all established for tourism to bring people into town during the holidays and create economic impact. We do that as well, obviously, but um, we were created for charity and, you know, we've given uh, $59.7 million uh, to charity since 2002, more than any other bowl in the country. And uh, this year we'll give uh, approximately $6 million um, to, to charity. And so that's something that uh, we take great pride in. We're the number, most, number one most charitable bowl organization in the country. And that's something that um, we take very humbly seriously. And that's awesome. And I love that little tidbit, too, of uh, surprising, you know, father-son with those awesome passes and tickets. That's that's great. <laughs> so best of luck to yeah, I did it one year it it, this year. <laughs> I did it one year, and uh, the, the son was down on the on the field, and he, and he sat Indian style right on the white, uh, white sideline. And <laughs> uh, I think it was Alabama was, was warming up on that sideline. And, and, you know, those guys are pretty big. And they're running around. I I just saw in my mind him getting run over by somebody, and <laughs> and I for all the good you try and do, you know. And sure. I said, son, you got to you got to move back a little bit. I know you really want to be close, but you got to move back a little bit. Uh, yeah, so I like the, Moxie the kid though. That's that's nice. Getting get aggressive from the kid. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And they say in, of course, the interviewing and podcast industry that you want to save your hardest hitting question for the end. So here goes nothing. Uh, can, can you help rig the game in MSU's favor coming up on the 30th? I, I'm not above that at all. So I just wanted to see if the present CEO <laughs> so can someone, help us out here. Someone asked me today, what do you think the score is going to be? And I said, well, I, I don't know what the score will be, but Pitt's uh, third in the country in scoring with 43 points a game. And Michigan State averages 32, so that's 
in my math, that's 75. So Ooh, yeah, that's a lot of points for a football game. So um, I, I don't know what the uh, over and under is going to be, but it's probably going to be pretty high. No, you got that right. No doubt about it. And well, hopefully the attendance for Michigan State fans is high. I'm sure it will be. I mean, once again, we traveled really great. I know a lot of uh, MSU fans are excited to head down to the Peach Bowl. And it's taken the whole city of Atlanta because, I, point blank, this is not an opportunity. Michigan State gets a lot to go down to Atlanta and play in the Peach Bowl. So definitely uh, pumped. And also very uh, thankful for, for your time here, Gary. Really do appreciate it. Um, So, hey, best of luck these next few weeks here as you guys uh, build up to kickoff. Well, Matt, thanks so much for having us, and uh, we hope you come down and uh, get a chance to host you. We'll we'll provide some great Southern hospitality and uh, look forward to hosting you and all the Michigan State fans. Massive thank you to Gary Stokin for uh, just taking time out of his busy schedule as we're approaching. Oh man, I, what's the date today? Uh, we're yeah, we're three weeks. We're within three weeks to, to the Peach Bowl now. Yeah, that's how out of tune I am. I could barely tell you what date it is anymore. I just know. Now, Gary's probably a busy guy and uh, very thankful for his time to talk with us and thankful for your time to listen to this podcast, guys. Just want to thank you for all your support, uh, whether you only listen to one show this week or if you listen to every single show that's ever been published. I love you guys. You guys are the best. So thank you so much for making this fun, uh, just bantering about Michigan State Spartans. We will be back next week. Uh, fun week. Uh, not a lot of games to talk about, but we have a lot of fun people to talk with. I think we're going to have a Kenneth Walker-themed show. Now, no, I don't think Kenneth will join. However, running backs coach Willie Piegler is looking like he will be joining. Later on, we will be talking with uh, former Michigan State player Tony Mandarich. That will be a fun one. I can't wait to ask him all sorts of questions. And yeah, we're just going to have a good time. We're going to recap what happened this weekend with the Penn State game, of course. Any other transfer portal news? And then, oh yeah, coming in hot, national signing day baby so yeah we got a full week coming for you next week despite the lack of games so keep it tuned to locked on spartans also keep it tuned to locked on bets as well your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs that's locked on bets hosted by your boy q with expert analysis and insight from lee sterling free and available on all platforms all right guys let's have yourselves have yourselves a weekend go green